are single lady. Welcome to another single over 30 episode. I am so glad that you're here. Today is going to be another fun day because I have my husband Clark in studio with me. Hello. Ta-da. So glad you're here, Clark. <laughs> it's going to be fun to have you. So what we're going to do today is Clark knows me better than just about everybody, obviously, because we're married. But there's some things that he doesn't know about me, like how my single life was before I got married. And so what we're going to do is something kind of fun. We're going to call this Fast Five. So there's five questions that Clark is going to ask me about my single life that aren't just about me. It's about helping you navigate your singleness so that you can find that trustworthy marriage-minded man. So we're going to do this fast five. His questions will probably be fast and my answers will probably be long, <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. So if you'd like to learn more about how to attract that trustworthy marriage-minded man and learn from the mistakes that I made, stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna is here to help you find a trustworthy marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. You're Shanna. All right, so welcome back. Okay, so Clark, you've got five questions for five me. Five questions. Yes, fast five. In no particular, well, okay, let's just start here. Most people know you didn't get married until you were older. I was 46. You're 46. Yes. But eventually you did. You were foolish enough to marry me. <laughs> I was not foolish. I was very blessed, yes. Um, what were your biggest fears? I mean, we did talk about this a little bit when we were engaged, but you had some reservations and fears about getting married. What Can you talk about what some of those were? Because some of our folks may be experiencing those themselves. Yeah. So there were some, this, this is great, a great question. So some of my fears were related to us as a couple. And in another episode, I talk about becoming a part of a blended family. And I would say that between us, that was my biggest fear because all I had ever heard was the awful blended family and being a stepmom. And, you know, Disney hasn't helped us out much with the whole wicked stepmother thing. And I didn't want to have that label on me. And I couldn't understand how, see, so my perception is that it's one man, one woman for life. Right. And I couldn't understand how, if that wasn't my story, how that could be the best for me. And so that was a big fear that I had. But outside of that, even before I met you, there were some fears that I had. So number one, it was marrying the wrong person. And I remember, and maybe someone who's listening to this can relate, but I had some dreams where I was getting married and I was getting married to someone who I didn't want to marry, which was totally crazy <laughs> because I try to encourage women now because sometimes we feel powerless in our dating and relationship life and we're afraid of being stuck. But I always tell women, hey, you are not going to marry someone. You are not going to get into a relationship with someone and you are not going to settle, right? Because you are in control of your dating and relationship life. But sometimes I was afraid of marrying the wrong person uh, and feeling trapped, and getting stuck. And what I didn't realize is I had more power than I thought. The second thing is sometimes I was afraid of feeling smothered, like waking up one day and looking over at my husband and going, oh my gosh, what did I do? I feel smothered or feel like all of my independence was taken away. But what I didn't realize is that when it comes to marriage and you're married to your friend, 
It's just like any other relationship where most of your days are good, but there may be times when you have little disagreements or whatever, or you feel disconnected. It's just a part of relationship. And I always say that that relationships are sort of like the waves of the ocean. Emotions go out and they come back in. They go out and they come back in. But you always find each other when you have a good friend that you're married to. And then the third thing is I had a fear of not being accepted. I think most people or a lot of people have a fear that somehow this other person that they get married to or they're in a relationship with is going to find out something about them. And then all of a sudden they're going to be rejected. And so they're afraid of that. But what I would say is that in a healthy relationship, you should find someone who celebrates you and likes you for you. And so by the time you get married, that shouldn't be a big thing, right? Because I did have guys who didn't accept me for me, and I would have never committed to them. And I'm grateful for every one of them because I ended up with you. This was a very long answer. See, I said well, you kind of. So my second question was, and you kind of began to answer this, so – Obviously, somehow you overcame those fears. So what what was the change? What what was the big internal change that prepared you for marriage if you were so fearful of it? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So I would say it's a couple of things. The first thing is desire versus rules. What I mean is, is that my desire for a relationship trumped my rules of needing to have everything perfect for self-protection. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I decided I didn't have to have everything perfect because I really wanted a relationship. And I always tell women that that's what has to happen because there has to be some level of giving up control. Because even in a really great relationship, you're not totally in control. I mean, I've even talked about now on this side of the wedding altar, now there's other fear, like losing <laughs> you, right? Like something happening. One of us is going to die and go home to heaven before the other one. And so I could be here without you. And so that's a fear. But love requires that you give up that need to control everything mm -hmm. because your desire for a relationship is greater than that fear. I would say that was the biggest internal shift is recognizing that I didn't have to be in control of everything. Okay. So... In addition to overcoming your fear and that realization, here's question number three. Was there anything else? Was there any other thing that, as you look back now, might have been keeping you single when you were single? Was there something about you you weren't aware of at the time that now you could look back on and say, gosh, that really was actually kind of sabotaging some of my relationships? Like an unproductive dating pattern or something. Sure. Like you tell me. Was there anything about you? back then yeah might have been keeping you single yeah so there wasn't just one thing like <laughs> it, it's so funny because not funny but it's sad because singles don't learn how to date and we don't learn how to have relationship and the thing that we hear in the world is it's just magic i mean we hear it from the movies and from our friends and friends who have our best interest in mind well you just know it when it happens but what we don't realize is that lots of times there are things that we're grappling with that are preventing us from getting the kind of relationship that we want now i don't in any way if you're ready to turn off this podcast right now because you're feeling bad please don't because i am not saying there is anything like inherently wrong with someone. Like I just got an email from a woman today who said there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that we don't learn how to date. So in the same way that people who are married need to learn 
relational skills to have a great marriage, Mm -hmm. people need to learn how to date. So to answer your question, there were several things. So the first thing was, is that I believed in this magic. Like I just believed Hollywood love at first sight thing. Well, not necessarily love at first sight, but I really was expecting to feel a certain way from the very beginning. And I just talked to a woman today uh, who I did some coaching with and she met a guy and she said at first there was like nothing. She never even considered him. And so, but now they're getting serious. They're talking about the future, but it didn't happen the way that she thought. And so I think that lots of times I talk to women who expect that there's going to be this crazy, like, like one woman said, all fairies and unicorns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just you're supposed to feel a certain way, but relationships are built over time. So I thought that I was just going to know from the very, very beginning. And most relationships don't happen like that because they're built. The next thing was, is that I didn't know how to be intentional in my dating life because I didn't know how to date and I didn't know what my unproductive dating patterns were. So one of the things that kept me single was that because I believed in this, well, you know, you meet somebody, you just start dating them and see if it's going to work out and you'll just know it when you know it. What happened was, is I was pretty unintentional with my time. So I've mentioned on several other podcast episodes that I spent almost 10 years of my adult life in three separate relationships I should have never been in because I met men. I just immediately started dating them. Well, let's just see if it works out because that's what you learn in the movies and that's what everybody tells you. And then the next thing I knew, I was looking back over my shoulder, realizing I'd wasted three years. Along with that, an unproductive dating pattern that I had was not having boundaries, like not knowing when to call it quits, Mm -hmm. not knowing when to say, no, this isn't going to work, right? Because I didn't really know how to look for what I wanted. I was just waiting for some- relationships better than no relationship for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't also, I didn't really have any sense of, for a while, I didn't have any sense of urgency because in your twenties, you're like, it's going to happen. And then in your thirties, it's like, it can still happen. And then in your forties, you start thinking, I don't know if it's going to happen. So in my thirties, even I wasn't really purposeful or intentional. And I didn't know how to have conversations with men about the future. I should have just gone after it and been way more purposeful. Hmm in my dating and relationship life instead of just thinking, well, you know, it'll happen if it's supposed to be. So I just wasn't purposeful. And then the other thing was fear. And I've mentioned this in other um, episodes and we just talked about it. One of the reasons that I had so much fear that kept me tripped up was because I had a really bad breakup in my 20s and that affected me for a long, long time. So I would tell anyone who's listening not to think that the hurts that they have will just automatically and easily disappear. Because lots of times we need help for those things, overcoming that stuff. And so because of that fear that was associated with a bad breakup, I made some poor relationship choices and some poor dating choices. So I would say that those things really kept me stuck. Okay. So those are some things about the relationship thing that were keeping you single. Fourth question related, was there anything about yourself that you believed about yourself that turned out to not be true? Or something about you that was other than your fear or waiting for the magic? Was there anything else about you that might have been holding you back that you didn't realize? Yeah, well, one is that, like I said, the boundaries thing, not really knowing how to set the boundaries and not knowing that I had more power in my dating and relationship life. But then the other thing was it just totally turned out not to be true is that sometimes feeling like, what's wrong with me? 
Like there's something wrong with me. Right. Which is normal, I think, when you've been single for a long time and you want a relationship. But there were guys that I dated that I allowed into my life that perpetuated that lie. And it was because they wanted me to be different. Right. They wanted me to have a different personality. Like I've often said, I've got two really distinct sides of my personality. One is the really deep side, which you're mm -hmm. getting here on this podcast, where I talk about serious topics and stuff. But Clark, I've got a goofy side. <laughs> like I can go from this to acting like I'm five years old in two minutes. And it's just because like on the Myers-Briggs temperament sorter, I am an ENFP and ENFPs are really creative and can be just like silly. And you have a goofy side too. So we, we connect right over that. So, um, but that turned out to not to be true because I met these men who didn't accept me for me and wanted to change me, which made me feel bad about myself. But right. then I met you and you're like, I love these things about you. If I love you, I got to love all of you, right? I mean, you can't just pick and choose. Absolutely. I'm so thankful. So. All right. Last question. Because we said we're only going to do five. Okay. So the last one's going to be a big one. Okay. okay. Which is this. Given your reflecting back on your single life, your fears about marriage, what you've learned now on this side of marriage, is there one big chunk of advice you could give to others who are walking behind you, who maybe haven't found their special someone yet, the one thing that maybe you'd love for them to understand. Yeah. Wow. I can't just give one piece because there's like four. I want to get, <laughs> okay. I know, I'm very wordy. You know, it's interesting because I went to, if you've played Bunko, I went to a Bunko game night the other night with and with a bunch of ladies. And one of the gals there found out what I do for work. And she's like, oh my gosh, like what is the number one piece of advice that you would give? And it was the same thing. I was like, I can't just come up with one. But the first one that I would say is that you have been created for love. Because it's innate in you, you've been created to love and be loved. Just even look at how babies are, how they desire and crave love. So it's not that you're incapable of love and it's not that no one can love you. You've been created for it. It's wired into your DNA. So I think that's the first thing to remember, that you can have a relationship. The second thing is, is to be purposeful, which I was talking about before. Lots of times we're not intentional because like I had mentioned, we don't know that we're supposed to be intentional. We think that it's just going to happen. And that can be true. But I would say lots of times as we get older into our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, there's stuff that's gone on in our lives that has created blocks inside of us. And so we need to be intentional about getting that stuff cleaned up. We need to be intentional about what we want and actually be purposeful about it. Do you have a question about that? No, I'm just listening. Okay. The next thing is, is to um, find out what your blind spots are. Not so you can feel bad about yourself, but it's like with anything. If you wanted to learn how to paint in acrylics, which I'm going to a class tomorrow, or if you wanted to learn how to fix cars, you would be you know, intentional and you would find out, is there anything that I don't know? And you'd learn as much as you could. Or if you were married, you'd learn what you could to have a great marriage. If there's blind spots that you have and you are not intentional about finding out about what you need to learn, you don't know that they're there. 
And I've only coached one woman who is now married. I listened to her and I was like, I'm not sure why you're still single. <laughs> and she got married about a year and a half or so later, I think. Okay. So I would say, find out what your blind spots are. I had them and didn't know that I had them. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean you're dysfunctional. It doesn't mean you're broken or anything like that. It just means that sometimes we can't see what we can't see. Fair enough. And the next one is to um, learn how to date, which kind of goes along with what I talked about already. Right. Dating requires a strategy. And I teach this in my Single Over 30 Relationship School and also in my one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. So if you'd like to learn about what your blind spots are, you want to learn how to be intentional so you can find a great relationship, reach out to me at help at singleover30.net. I would love to be able to talk with you or you can go over to singleover30.net and click on the coaching tab at the top of the page and set up a breakthrough session with me to talk about one-on-one -on -one coaching or my single over 30 relationship school but dating requires a strategy somebody asked me well if it's just going to happen and we're just going to find somebody why do we have to be intentional why do we have to have a strategy because our culture is so different like back in the day when our grandparents were young it was just assumed that everyone would get married. That's what you did. Right. Now there's all kinds of stuff. We've got porn problems. People have emotional issues and things that they're working out. We have fears. We need help trying to meet somebody. And if you're doing online dating, that requires a whole strategy in and of itself. And you really can meet someone online. I help women do it all the time, but it requires a strategy. Right. So it's just like anything else. If you want to be good at it, you want to meet somebody, you need to learn how to do it. Because our world doesn't tell us how. And I know that was a lot. Was that too much? Well, it's only five questions. So that's what my promise was. Only five. Maybe we'll do five more sometime. So Clark, do you have any comments about anything that I said? <laughs> only that I feel bad about your fears and the time you took um, to figure yourself out. <laughs> but I'm glad that they happened to because I meant you were around for me. Yes. That makes me grateful. Yes. And it really can work out for you too. It is possible to have a relationship. And as I always say here at the end, that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. That's not a platitude. It's really true. It is possible for you. I see it all the time. Statistics show that most people do get married, right? So it may happen later for you. But if you want that relationship, don't give up. Stay hopeful. And again, if you'd like some help with coaching, reach out to me at singleover30.net and click on the coaching tab at the top of the page. All right. I hope that has been helpful for you. And as I always say at the end, remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, Baby